you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Things are ready to roll here in Studio 66 on the Dave Damashek football program. Yeah. It's sliding in just in time. Ooh, he can't get time. he can't get the tardy slip. There he is to my immediate right, all the way from London, England. He's well a done, resident hey. Dolphins fan. We'll say hello to everybody, as a matter of fact. But let me tell you what's coming up. Of course, our Red Challenge flag picks. Um, uh, some some huge games. I mean, you know, if you're in playoff contention, of course, it uh, elimination it, it's a huge games game. of sorts. Kinda, yes. I'm excited to get into those. I want to talk a little bit about the college uh, football final four. I want to begin the process of giving ourselves the gift of the best possible AFC NFC title games and Super Bowl. We'll discuss what uh, what those would look like, and uh, I want to talk about Julio Jones versus some other prominent NFL wide receivers. Now, let's go around the ring here in Studio 66 and say hello to everybody. I started in with him, so uh, we'll continue there. Like I say, resident Miami Dolphins fan going up against the Patriots. Hey, remember when everybody used to talk about how, hey, Dolphins got uh, Belichick's number? They don't say that as much anymore, do they now? Nah, it's you don't Jarvis that Landry like did before the season. At home, though, they still tend they to win still... those games you don't think they're supposed to. All right, it's I'll, I'll sign the... off on that. Miami's one of the two cities that Tom Brady has a losing record. There it is. All right, well, I, I was about See. to make you go. Two, I just uh, threw a stat at you, Dave. A stat! A I'm going to throw a song at you. It's Handsome Hank. Let's play it the whole way through. All right, I like it. It's a good song. It's not long either. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. We know all the all the active NFL players consume the Dave Damashek football program, and I don't believe Tom Brady is any different. So I would assume he's listening to this at some point. Is that you think so? Shout out, Tommy. I do. I think he. I think his tete a tete with Odell Beckham Jr. Since he's going down to Miami, he's got to get a bunch of weird-looking white guys and hop out on a boat on Biscayne Bay right. and be <laughs> posted, right? I mean, that's what has to happen, right? Burkhead's out there, Amendola, all shirtless and pale and looking weird. and they're just, Maybe they're in a dinghy or a rowboat or yeah, something. Yeah, it can't be a good boat. Right? It has, that's to, be, it's, has to be it's a very gotta happen. It's got People have got to embrace these social media wars already instead of shying away from them. Oh, that would be grand. I'd love it. Now let's say hello to the voice you're hearing right now. He is one half of the Find his radio show and all the land, Petros and Money. Find it on AM570 in Los Angeles where we're on fire. And uh, literally. <laughs> and uh, and one half of Game Theory and Money, the podcast. Find that at NFL.com slash podcasts or iTunes. It's my favorite podcast to listen Fa- to. You keep saying that. I, mean, and I, I think don't it's understand a that. It's a, you know. What do, you mean, what do you mean you don't, I don't understand it? I mean, I understand it, but I, I don't understand the motivation to announce that while it you're on the show. It upsets I was, ta- he, it upsets I was you. taught as, as a young boy, 
um, by my mother, who uh, you impersonate so well, to um, be welcoming. Henry, I won't stand for a fibber. To be welcoming to guests. If you have a oh, guest in that, just tell them lies. If I thought you were going to say they'd always be truthful, but of course... tell a lie to a guest to make that? them feel more comfortable, then... I throw back at you the sign that hangs right over your shoulder there, the no jive rule here in studio. No Number jive. one. Handsome. All right, here he is, everybody. And also, you watch him on NFL Fantasy Live and this, that, and the other. Oh, he's the radio voice of the L.A. Chargers, too. It's Matt Money Smith. Enough. Yeah, we did the whole <laughs> song, so we have to make up for for lost time. Sorry, here. everyone. Next How are you, Mike? I get a tasty lick. I'm doing well. A uh, lot more fun calling Chargers games these days, certainly, and an exciting oh. close to the season. Um, three home games in December, so that's always good. But, one to um, ten. Did you think one to ten, not concern level, you're a pro. You try to be objective as much as one can be calling a, a pro football game. But uh, concern level with three minutes left in the first half against the Browns. Zero. Zero. You knew yeah. it was in hand. Well, I had the same vibe. The I one thing, like, though, they're, they're not going to lose this. The game. one thing that did jump out at me is how freaking good Josh Gordon is. Hmm. How just different that guy is than almost every other. He's a, he's a Julio Jones-esque type receiver. I mean, he is a full – when you're on the field – you know, when you stand next to some of these guys, you recognize, okay, this one's different than the rest. I mean, he is a legit six foot three. Hmm. When he's got pads on, you can see what 220 pounds at that position looks like versus 200. Uh, and, man, Casey Hayward is as good a cover corner as there is in the NFL. And, I mean, he played well. He played really well, actually saved the touchdown. But you could just see that they were struggling, you know, and that's how the middle of that field opened up against Njoku. But at the same time, there just wasn't enough to to cause concern. I think the time of possession was almost doubled for the Chargers. So Sashi Brown shown the door. Interesting. We'll see how that uh, how that looks a year from now, two years from now. But uh, under his watch, they did load up, and I don't. Uh, I, I don't think this is their week. We're not picking that game, right? I'm I'm calling the shot. I think this is the week. I'm with you, there money. The spoiler alert is on this out is on week. NFL.com, and you can track it down, and you will see. I agree with you. Yeah, there. this I think is the, the week. It's hard to go O for a season. It's happened think- once. You know, so you you know they're going to win a game. They're going to win one. By the this, way, this is they the do one. currently have the longest streak, though. They like beat the Bucks there for the multi-year. Is that true? It is true. Whoa, Truth orange! Bomb. Don't wear orange. at you. Um, wait, they have the streak for most total. Oh, right. Because well, they twenty six was what they beat the Chargers did. on. They beat the Chargers on uh, on Christmas Eve last year. So that would have been – so now they're just 0-13, and 13, I think, right? Is because, that right? Because the Bucks so. is that we're 0-26. Oh right. Think that there's, was a, the there's, a, there's a thing. Uh, they said it on – I heard it. I think they were wrong. It's, it was said on TV. Because I remember it was Christmas Eve. They beat the Chargers last year. By the way, Josh Gordon doing it in spite of having a pot belly. Add him, <laughs> MVP, behind the glass to the all-pot belly team for uh, 2017. <laughs> Mike Tolbert. Antonio Gates, the usual customers, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Let's say hello to uh, to the other voice you just heard there, the other half of Ooh. Free Money, a.k.a. Um, game Theory and Money. <laughs> That's what's called. A.k.a. I always have to think uh, about it. I uh, get confused because I like Free Money as a name better. You watch her, her on Fantasy. You watch her on on uh, Game Day. She does it morning. all. They put her Is all over the place. what it's called? Game Day morning on yeah. Sundays, Thursday night football, this, that, and the other. It's Cindy Freeland. Okay, that's enough. Now we'll hear a little. I'll make the decision. Hey. It's Marianne's time. What the hell is this? Back in the day, she had a mullet with the funky I mean, flow. that's enough. That's enough. I really? just gave her a little. I, I just, get a lick. Yeah. He gets the whole song. She gets a verse. 
balance. Well, we just had to get Marianne. Unbelievable. Too too much, too little, just right. That's Cindy Freeland. Yeah. Cindy. Like the three bears. Where are you in confidence level with your not Lions going forward? One week ago, you sat here and said, well, they may lose the week 13 game, but then they have an easy path the rest of the way. How say you? Lions making it or no? Nope. Running the table? They're not running the table here? Nope. All right. You haven't been watching uh, Cynthia's beautiful um, uh, videos with the round thing. Oh, I watch them. I watch them. All well, right. I like to get her on record. You know Lions- can you help me out with what a round thing is? Is it a pie it's, chart? It's, a, is it's it like, a, like a percentage pie chart. Pie it's like chart. a percentage thing that like mm-hmm. fills up. Ah, like a, I gotcha. Like a pie chart. That's some okay, like an RPM gauge? Okay. Exactly like that. What kind of car are you driving? It's probably like a Honda S2000, tuned real high, four banger, you know, RPM at 15,000. Hey, by the way, real quick self-promotion. Great work by a couple fellas that we work with here. Um, Steve Mariucci jumped in on this. Lindsey Rhodes, DeMarcus Ware, great work by all of them. Uh, Time Machine Football. What would happen if the 1989 San Francisco 49ers pass attacked, faced off with the 2015 Denver Broncos no-fly zone? What would go down there? Mooch breaks it down, X and O style. Good stuff. Uh. Great fun. And the video is really neat. It's really what the what uh, our guy Atang was able to do with this pitting Akib Talib against Jerry Rice. It looks like they're on the field against each other. It's super cool. So go check that out, NFL.com. Now, Cindy, let's talk about a current receiver who's held in high regard, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. And I floated this one out on uh, on Twitter on uh, on Wednesday, and uh, I'm curious for all of your opinion here opinions here. You know, we live in a world where I don't know if you've heard Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick, so he was not uh, considered to have a high pedigree at draft time, and yet now people will make an argument he's the best of all time. So given that as the backdrop, is it insane to say that as good as Julio Jones is, he is one of the all-time greats. He is on track to be a Hall of Famer, certainly. He is, definitely. He is perhaps, here's some hyperbole possibly, the most gifted physical wide receiver that we've ever seen in our lives. Maybe Calvin Johnson, but I mean, give Randy Moss up there though, in terms of physical yeah. gifts, it's those three. Yeah. Uh-huh. But would you, th- on a practical level, are you better off with Keenan Allen as an NFL wide receiver? Is Keenan Allen perhaps a better practical receiver? Not gifted. I'm just saying, who do you rather? Assuming have health is not. Yeah. It, and it's just, just a straight talent. Question. Are yeah. we also assuming equal Well, not team. talent. Uh, whatever uh, whatever I'm all just saying, the stuff health, pulls health together is, you out on the health. field. Right. Health, the, the ability to stay healthy is not included in this conversation. No. Okay. But, I mean not, but talent also is not included. Right. Because talent – well, don't, don't make an eye. talent not be Jeff George – because be. Jeff George is talented. That doesn't mean that he was the best NFL quarterback. Yeah, I have, wasn't. That much more talented. He just had a strong arm. I think everyone, everyone. You don't don't start with me again, handsome, with your nonsense. <laughs> oh, Henry, I told you he's stirring the pot. He is week. stirring the pot. I know what you're saying. I, I think what you're saying is you can't. You know, yes, everybody would like the six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound guy that runs a four three right. forty. That's obvious. Thirty two GMs, if you ask them all, would take Julio Jones over Keenan Allen. I think if you said, hey, you can have one of these two guys for the next five years, I don't think one GM would say, yeah, we'll take Keenan Allen over. If you Julio. promised me. He stays healthy. I would take him. You would take who? I would take Keenan. Keenan Allen I over would. Julio Jones. The 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 ability, and this is the Jerry Rice conversation. The routes that Keenan. Nobody runs better routes in the NFL than Keenan. It is remarkable. If you just watch 
and I know how this is going to sound because I call the Charger games, but if you watch film of Keenan against corners and you see how he dusts them in his routes, in his breaks, it's because he doesn't slow down. He does not slow down a single. So he's a 4-5-5 guy, but he's a 4-5-5 guy when he is planting that foot and cutting hard in the middle and everybody else slows down a tick and he doesn't, and that's what the difference He's is. always open. I mean, that, always. It's, it's impossible to argue. And here's the other thing. Matt Ryan's offense, it's hard to say that that, is, that, that doesn't attempt to feature Julio Jones, and yet there are many weeks when Julio Jones is a non-factor in games, and he drops he's never more. a non-factor. I know because he's drawing. You're right. Yes, he is. He's drawing the extra. Absolutely valid. Right. Right. uh, Definitely in his favor more than Keenan Allen probably sways uh, defensive schemes uh, when the Chargers are rolling into town. But uh, but they throw the ball roughly the same amount of time. Um, I would say that Keenan Allen doesn't drop the ball as much as Julio does. Right. Right. And the other thing about Keenan, like the, I guess the best statistic. I mean, if you really want, what 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 do we need as a team from our receivers? To get first downs. Nobody in the league this year has more first down catches than Keenan Allen. Nobody in the league has converted more third down receptions for first downs than Keenan Allen. He leads those two categories. And I would assume from your receiver, if you're in a third and long situation and it's a clear passing down, what do you need? You need to keep the drive going. And that's what – I mean, he's not going to give you the 253 yards on six catches like Julio can. Maybe not, but he does put up those 200-yard yeah, days. I mean, he's he he's can at have 500 yards for three games. He can have those explosive yeah. games. And, by the way, Julio has made some of uh, the most extraordinary grabs you'll ever see. Witness right. uh, Super Bowl catch is probably his greatest one. But Keenan Allen's made some great ones, too, for what that's worth. Cindy, you disagree. You're going Julio. I'm going Julio. That's fine. Because, the like, you know, in a gymnastic score, like, some routines, like, the best you can get is five. And then in some routines, the best you can get is six. Like, Julio Jones is, like, a seven. Do you know what I mean? Like, his yes, best I do know is what just you mean. That's so great. much better than anyone than else. Anyone else. Like, there, he's, like, I hate the word, like, physical specimen. It just sounds creepy. But he is a physical specimen. And he's about as, when it comes to, like, who can have this combination of, like, how high they can jump, how fast they can run. Like, he, like, optimizes on every single category. Yes, but there are guys in the league who are personnel guys or outside the league but tied into it who will tell you that Julio's one of those guys that is like an old Jaguar car. Not a Jaguar player, a Jaguar automobile. A Jaguar. 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 How you say it. Meaning what? If it's meaning they define English if it's luxury, tuned to perfection, there's no better car. The problem is it's in the shop a lot, yeah, and but, Keenan Allen's in the shop a lot too. Right, last two years. Right. I mean. So, it, like, that's where I get. Like, I don't know. That I just mean that there, confused. there are law. If I mean, if you look at the, there would be there would I think be it's an a, up and down. But to, like, if I'm to, a, it's a much more out. legitimate debate than people may think. Oh, it's, I, it's I think a Chris Wessling, Chris Wessling uh, of around the NFL chimed in and said, uh, you know, essentially this is uh, Keenan is great top five wide receiver, but he doesn't compare with Julio, basically. Handsome, where do you come down? I, I like uh, Keenan's consistency because I think you're right. Because Julio is often doubled or just get tried to get taken away, I think I was just reading a stat here that Keenan is the first player in NFL history, which sounds remarkable. In the last three games, he's had 10 receptions, 100 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. No one's ever done that before. Including no, that, Julio Jones? Including, including everyone. Never, I know, because I thought it was including the last everyone. 15 years, and then I was corrected on the broadcast. No, ever. Ever. No one's ever done 10-plus, 100-plus touchdowns. That kind of thing is is something that, that's what you want from your number one receiver is to be able to come out and obviously not to that extent to be, the hard to part be is, able to it, do. It's hard for me to d- like distill that from opportunity. 
because like, you know what I mean? Like if I, I don't, uh, each offense runs differently, each, you know what I mean? Like the, when you saw it, like, let's use a basketball analogy. Like it's not like LeBron, like you put LeBron on any team, that team instantly becomes better. Like in, in football, we need the quarterback to throw it to you, another receiver to block for you, a, you know, the O-line to give the quarterback enough time to throw you a good pass, the time for the route. To, there's just so many different variables. So that's why, I mean, but that's, when you that's look incredible. Through, when when but, you look through history, I agree with you completely, but when you look through history, you'd think on those Dallas Cowboys teams of the 90s with Michael Irvin or Alvin Harper with Troy Aikman throwing with that offensive line, you'd think that might have happened before. You think with Jerry Rice on the 49ers, there's, there's a bunch of teams that I Oh, I, I'm, I agree with you. The one more than anybody else, is the one I'm surprised it never happened before. was the name that I'm surprised you didn't say as the physical specimen. Oh, so I bet that's one where you, oh, stand, he's, you stood next true. to T.O. and you're like. Marianne Freeland well, has a coffee book, a uh, coffee table book of T.O. like workout. It's incredible. It's we got no such a, a thing existed oh, one and two. Why Marianne <laughs> is uh, buying that book? Well, and three, all the books why, at the store. That's the one. Why would it be a coffee table book? It's well, you always I'm, wanted right? out, just in case. You know what? I'm going to work out here. I'm gonna, instead of sitting on my couch and drinking a nice cold one, instead I'm going to start doing. I'm going to listen to Cindy's newest show with uh, <laughs> Matt. He's such a sweet boy, oh, boy. and I'm going to look through my <laughs> T.O. workout book right. while I do it. Right. Um, Wait, really quick. I think if you were to, so like if you were to go back and you were to, to do like, you know, like money inflation. So like if you were to do like passing inflation from when Irv sure. played and not, I think that maybe that stat yeah, would yeah. be more like, it would be contextualized a little bit differently for Jerry Rice. Well, 100 Irv, catches whatever. back then was like 100 catches. Was like a, was like, oh my God, they right. got 100 catches this season. So I, I take your point yeah. completely. I'm With the Cowboys, it is. The Niners threw the ball right. a ton. And so when you make the comps, or when I make the comps between Jerry Rice and Antonio Brown and everybody scoffs, it really isn't that crazy yeah. based on opportunity like you're talking about. Um, as far as that goes, though, I don't think it's apples and oranges. It's not. I didn't. Say it's it not Tom Savage throwing to Nuke Hopkins or AJ Green having to catch uh, balls from Andy all, no. all his whole career. Oh no, no. Julio's it's a good had question. I'm Julio's not had, it's about no, no. I know it. Tony Gonzalez and he had uh, Roddy White for a long time. He's got a good running game. He has the reigning MVP. You know, Chargers throw the ball around. Future Hall of Famer likely with Phil Rivers and uh, and and a solid offense around him. And he's but starting to get those fair... double teams now. These last, believe it, actually these last few games, uh, and that's why you've seen that emergence again of Hunter Henry. Is they're starting to send a lot of safety help toward Keenan. So now you're looking at Henry's logs, and you're seeing 80 yards, 16 a touchdown. You know, nine catches in a game, and that's a product of him pulling double teams now. Um, so he just. They do it in such different ways. I think that's where you, it gets a little tricky. You know, I think when you think of dominant receivers, you do think of Calvin Johnson, you know, Randy Moss, Julio Jones, those one Julio. catch for 90 uh, Julio. Julio. Um, but uh, I, I do think it is more I, – I think it is it is more intriguing than it looks yeah. on right. face. On I face, really, I really I, I'm, I'm with you. And one more thing I will say is I think you go I might ev- – I might even go – Julio four, New Hopkins three, or even ahead of Keenan Allen if I had to choose for the rest of Wait, uh, for so the next going. five years. Keenan, and then one is is uh, the the Antonio argument Brown. that it's has Antonio come Brown. and gone okay. is I mean, it's, it's it's Antonio Brown and then there's a but people still want to argue. No, there is no argument. Second one's Keenan, and then you're saying Nuke, and then you're saying Julio. I think so. I think I might, uh, of all the receivers after Antonio Brown, I think I might take Nuke Hopkins or maybe Keenan Allen before I would take Julio How Jones. long in, a, like, a rookie 
like or a, you know how long until someone could be eligible to be on that list? I don't know. I just talk from my you know I talk from my gut I'm and curious. from other places. And, and, I don't well, know. I don't have the numbers. I don't I, know. I'm, I'm just asking you because he's injured. Who's that? OBJ. Oh, I forgot about yeah. him. Well, what have you done for There's me lately? I haven't seen him in a while. So he's out of lately. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. See we'll have that Tyree conversation Hill. next year. Yeah, what about Tyreek Hill? You like AB? You don't like Tyreek Hill? I like him very much. Let's see the Mike I mean, Evans. His, I mean, look, there's, there's, there's a lot. His production isn't his production doesn't put him on that. Uh, it put him into that conversation. Really? But the conversation, it does. I'll tell you one more. Who Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is dynamite, Dude but he's not. He doesn't. Dude has a percentage. All right, listen. <laughs> Let me just say this though. But what we can get to that in a minute. But I want to about that Vikings Panthers game. I want to huh? say one thing. <laughs> Carson Wentz, he gets, you know, goes up to Seattle, he loses as we forecasted. All right, so now he slides a little bit in the MVP conversation. Tom Brady's in it. Russell Wilson now is getting all the hype right now. But if he loses at Jacksonville, if he doesn't if, if he gets got like most teams have by the Jags, doesn't AB have to be in the MVP conversation already? Isn't it? I mean, it's 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 not just the gaudy numbers. It's no. not the historic numbers. It's that he's it's he's the moments in which he's doing it. Okay, let me tell you one thing. Russell Wilson has scored twenty nine, been responsible for either passing for or running in himself twenty nine of the Seahawks. 30. All right, but if they lose at Jacksonville and then they don't make the playoffs, then he's not he's in the not MVP conversation. But the he's MVP not, gets voted on now. Anyway. Uh, wide receivers will yeah. – they, they, they I'm just MVP. advocating. I, know, listen, I think it's enough to say it's A, B, and then there's a pretty sizable yeah. gap. All right, more we're to come it. here, but I want to tell you something about Action Heat. It's the world's best heated clothing. That's heated right, clothing. I said it. The heating heated, heated clothing. It, the future's here. What a time we live in. First they started dropping the sea salt into dark chocolate – now they're heating up the clothing. Well, and, and does it change color like the other heat? Oh, hypercolor. I love that stuff. I don't Give know me about some that hypercolor. Answer, but I can Sorry. tell you that it is powered by heat rechargeable well. batteries, or as you would say, handsome batteries. Batteries. Action What's Heat that? is the Batteries. perfect Doesn't solution yell. to keep you warm, like even the most frigid winter weather. And you should be listening, teams or fans of teams in playoff contention, especially the ones that play outside. And even you Vikings fans, you know you're going to like having a drink outside before the game. So you want to keep yourself nice and warm for that that playoff-length tailgate party, right? And uh, Action Heat clothing, warmth, comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, undergarments, money. You're going to need them. The Chargers are going on the road. It's a heck of a lot better than lighting a table on fire and jumping through it in the Bills tailgate. I, I mean, you could do that. both. That a would be fun. Nah, I'd rather One just doesn't go preclude with you heat. from the other. Um, Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver the heat. So when you're jumping through that uh, fire right. table, presumably, mm-hmm. you're all set. How it's like hot a, can I make my clothes? It's like a heated car seat. They uh, It reaches temperatures 135 degrees, handsome. <laughs> what? You maybe could drop a pizza in there Woo! if you want to and cook it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm cooking right. a pizza in my pants. Everyone's invited. <laughs> it's my pizza pants party. I want the pizza pants. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Action Heat batteries. They last for 12 hours on each charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family on your holiday list. I'm Available in men's styles, women's styles, and it, and they start at just $39.99, Ooh. I mean. Those are American dollars, handsome, for Thank you. you. Um, the uh, There's a special deal for the DDFP listeners right now. 15% off your entire order. Just go to Action dashheat.com I'm going right slash now. Dave, D-A-V-E. 
Action. How do you spell Dave? D A V E is how. Got it. Thank you for asking, Cindy. That's action dash heat Stylish. This is stylish. Slash Dave, or use the coupon code Gommets. Dave at checkout and save your fifteen percent. Stay warm this summer with Action Heat football fans, and we thank them for sponsoring the Dave Damage yes, football. Yes, we do. Program. All right. Now, I'm speaking of holiday gifts, I'm ordering, right now, a, uh, ordering Dave a uh, uh, heated soft shell vest. I'd like that. I'm a, listen, the, uh, you're going to the Twin Cities. I think we need it. Let's oh, we it. definitely do for the Super Bowl. We're going to walk around all all week long. I love being in the elements, and you know, though yeah. maybe my well, there now like you'll have elements in your clothing as well, heating elements. Well done. Thank you. I just ordered the flip-flop <laughs> dolphin short tank top combo. Oh. <laughs> I, am, I am set. Well, whatever Wait, fashion suits you. Wearing flip-flops and well, all right, then. tank top dolphin shorts all heated. Let's go. <laughs> I start with you, Matt Money yes. Smith. Well, here's an easy one. I'll, I'll actually start it for you. You're the voice of the Chargers, and I don't want you getting uh, uh, leveled with uh, charges of homerism here. AFC, NFC title games, not ones – that are that you're predicting will happen, but let's leave out teams. Like it would be great to see the Browns go to the Super Bowl this year because that's not going to happen, happen if you haven't no? looked at the standings. No, they're not going to. They may not even make the playoffs at this <laughs> point. Um, ones that are reasonable. Here's a great Super Bowl for you. How about the Rams and Chargers in the Twin Cities? How grand would that be? You know what I'd rather see. And it's see? plausible. I can it could happen. Because I can give they're you both a like one. nice, lovely, warm weather cities. Like, why are you making them free? I mean, matter of fact, they're the same doors. City. I'll tell you what's better well, than but. that. So I think <laughs> I the best, I do think the best Super Bowl matchup uh, because of – That could happen. That still. could happen just because of the point. I mean, it's a long shot, and it's it charged me with homerism, but because of the point in their career would be two of the great guys, perhaps one of them doing his last dance, Rivers v. Breeze, mm. former teammates, you know, Ooh. Saints v. Chargers, and those two guys. I mean, imagine those two quarterbacks doing the media rounds all week long. Just great talkers, huge enthusiasm, super likable. Uh, Really, you don't lose with whichever team comes out ahead. If the Saints win, you're like, that's fantastic. It's New Orleans. It's Drew Brees. This is great. If the Chargers win, they've never won one before. Phillip Rivers in his 14th season. That would solidify his bid for the Hall of Fame, and he's certainly been Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely true. That would would cinch that for him. What about we were talking about it the other day? What if the Rams, and this is absolutely realistic, you could have the NFC title game in the Coliseum this year. Certainly. That would be, that would be fun stuff. Cindy, pick, I don't care which one, AFC title game, NFC, Super Bowl. What's what what? Uh, if you're making your wish list to Santa right now, what's, what's the one you're writing down that you really are hoping to see? Dear Santa, I would Santa like to see. baby. <laughs> da, 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 it is your girl, Cindy. Super Bowl. I think that's, the, that's it. Today. Santa baby. That's going really well, Hank. Okay. down the chimney. <laughs> Just trying um, to find the right key for it. Dear all. Santa, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Okay, could happen. Yeah. Face Jared Goff. Oh, I guess he can't face it. No, well, NFC, NFC title game. NFC, NFC title, title game. game. There you go. And for a trip to go to the Super Bowl against, I'm going someplace really not where you want me to go, Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Oh, okay, I'll take that. What like, do you mean? I don't want you to go there. Well, because the Steelers. Well, I hope, but listen, I hope the Steelers go to the Super Bowl. I'm just trying to create like, intriguing matches. Obviously, I, really I want Aaron Rodgers. goes without saying, I want Aaron the Steelers. Aaron Rodgers, Rod- because His then it's return. Like, oh, my God, who's the biggest like comeback? Because 
we've got Jared Goff coming back from last season. We didn't think he was any good. And then we've got Aaron Rodgers coming back like week 15 and like saving the day. Like such a great narrative. I have a bad feeling the Packers uh, don't get that chance because I think they lose, they lose this, this week. week. I think they're, I, I they're going to get tripped up this weekend. Handsome, how say you? Dave, I love a storyline full of intrigue and excitement. How about this one? It might have been a bit more likely about a month ago. Andy Reid takes his Chiefs ah, to a Super Bowl against his former Eagles. team, the that's Eagles. A, that's a great one. That's a, that's that's a, a great call. Call. Imagine the week-long story of, of, you know, Andy, th- is this going to be the, the time that you do it and against the team? And maybe I and, and, and Patrick Mahomes is going to run the playoff table then? Pat Mahomes. Or no, or is it Marcus Peters after he showed off his hose right. throwing that flag? That was nice. Day. Yeah, really yeah. got that up yeah. there. Second deck. Um, Why are you picking on Alex Smith? Here's he just my had question. a great week. I'm just kidding. They lost, but uh, yes, they lost, sorry. and they were on the field for only 17 Cynthia, minutes. I'm so sorry, Dave keeps interrupting. Oh no, you're good. Um, here's my my only question about that one. It's post Christmas, and I have a theory about this. Is not a statistical or mathematical theory. This we is just a personal theory. Um, my personal theory is that. Andy Reid's weight is a direct correlation to whether or not they win. The bigger Andy gets, the harder it is for them to win. Is that true? Has he got bigger this mm. season? I, I don't know. Holiday season, we season. all put on some pounds. Holidays, oh, like on. you saw. I mean, Halloween came around. That's a candy holiday. Right. Thanksgiving came around. And then Thanksgiving. That's yeah. a big one. Yep. Christmas cookie time. Back end of summertime, Reid, you know, svelte. Yeah. Well, svelte. You know, Got to get in that uh, that bathing suit. As long as you could promise me, as long as you could promise me that. Uh, the Chiefs would win that, just so the the Eagles fans can <laughs> moan. I will promise you that. Right, that's a, that, as long. I'll, I'll take that as long as I know the It'd Chiefs. Be a fun win. one to watch. Yeah, well, the one I keep game. talking about is what if the Vikings? I think that if the Vikings host the NFC title game, it doesn't yeah. matter who goes up there. If they're host, I mean, if it were the yeah. Packers, that would make it extra fascinating. But if uh, if they host that game. And you know that the Super Bowl, whoever wins this game, spot. is coming back to here right now. That would just be uh, quite a thing. Um, what about uh, the other one that's that would be fascinating is the Jags and what that what what they Blake Bortles going to a Super Bowl would be interesting. And what if it was Blake Bortles against Case Keenum? I know oh. that sounds ugly, but it would be like three to two. The final score. That would be a fun game to watch. It'd be like Super Bowl Nine Vikings against right. the Steelers. Well, and you know? plus all that went the, to the uh, half at two nothing. All the talking head shows. People aren't going to watch the Super Bowl. This is going to be the first year the Super Bowl gets no ratings because people are going to watch Case Keenum and Blake. But yes, they are. The answer is yes, they are. Everyone's going to still watch the Super yeah. Bowl. There'll still be a hundred million people it. that watch. They'll they'll lament that it's Blake Bortles versus Case Keenum instead of Tom Brady versus Carson Wentz, but they'll still watch it uh, because it's the Super Bowl. I like the idea of a home team Super Bowl. It'd be I, so fun. I, 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 I I'll do. I'll do. redo Super Bowl nine. That's fine. We can go steal yeah. Vikes if that's how you want it to be. I would also say you want a little homerism, Cindy. I'll I give do. it to you. I like some good homerism. Eagle Steelers. Let's see who. Yeah, let's see if it really is in fact yeah. in the big game, Wensylvania, or if it's Roethlisvania. Bug. Pennsylburg. Roethlisberg. Pennsylburg. Roethlisberg. Not uh, just Berg, like Pittsburgh. Oh, that'd be grand. Wouldn't like that be, Harrisburg. Wouldn't that be great to vanquish? That, to, to the Eagles riding high, but to your point, money, Eagles fans right. feeling it. And then they what right, you're, the you're we Bowl. made it to the Super Bowl. We're the best team in the NFC. Yeah, but you're the second best team in, uh, in pro football. You're not even the, yeah. What if, um, what if it's an all-purple Super Bowl, Ravens v. Vikings? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Grimace Bowl. We'll the call Grimace it. Bowl. Yeah, I don't like, like purple. Not Honey's down on the I, I, I don't like purple. Boo. Although, 
Now, now wait a minute. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> Minnesota, Prince just passes. <gasps> Purple, Ravens, Vikings. Purple I rain. Mean, oh, my goodness. A hologram Prince into We the, could have Morris, like Day, the show have Morris Day in the time, play halftime with a hologram Prince. Oh, Timberlake will definitely do a hologram Listen, Prince. He would he would honor the past. Look at I that. Want, you know what I really want? I want for the the halftime, we're going to have to hologram in Prince, mm-hmm. but also I want hologram Prince also with Britney Spears, like back in the day, Britney Spears, and Janet Jackson. All, all right. And can we also just hologram at best, hologram in Tom Brady? We don't need – We don't. We, it's enough already. <laughs> it's enough. Please. Fine. He is uh, – I don't know if you've heard Especially this. Especially for Steelers. Former six-round pick is having the uh, best season ever for I a 40-year-old. Know, I know. It's yeah. all, anyway, I heard that let's somewhere. talk about another kind of playoffs real quick okay, here because I love to hear uh, your thoughts on this. And I'll, I'll start with mine. The college football Final Four, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, fine. All three of those teams belong. I have an issue with Bama being in there. Right. I know they're the best team in college football. Okay. But so what? We were just talking about the Vikings at 15-1 and in 1998. They were the best team in pro football that year, too. They didn't get to play in the Super Bowl because they, over the course of the season, showed they were the best team. Should should the NFL have just said, yeah, I know, Falcons, but come on, the Vikings are better than you anyway. You, the, we got to put you in. Sorry, that was a playoff game against Auburn. You're, that was a play-in game to your conference title game. You lost it, Bama. You don't belong. I believe in a meritocracy, yes. I like the college football. Every game matters for you. But I also resent a team. Now, now what do you do? It's all chaos now. What, how do you justify that? You know who should be? Not even Ohio State, who got housed by USC. Iowa. It should be UCF. No, not USC. It I, I like the. I think it should be well, Central Florida. They're see, undefeated. What do, you, what do you? What? Then why are they even in the division? Why are they even in Division One A if they can run the table and they still don't get in against because, the team that lost right because, at the end of the season? Like because that. it's it's you know the Division One A is different because there's 150 teams, so there are levels of teams, and Central Florida would get destroyed. They would be absolutely right. destroyed. So. That's why they have the group of five pick into the New Year's Six Bowls, so they can maybe make a Boise State type of statement or Utah type of statement when they were in the Mountain West. And We've had those statements it. made, though, Absolutely, already. Absolutely, we They've have. They've been made. Urban uh, Meyer did it with Utah a right. generation ago now. I get, actually, yeah, it was Urban Meyer who did it. Uh, I think it was Whittingham who did it against Alabama. Meyer did it against Oklahoma. Anyway, the one issue I have with Alabama, and I was really hopeful, that the committee would have taken the big picture approach and put in Ohio State just to finally have a sea change where the SEC has got to stop playing Mercer in the third week of November. You just can't do that. It is a second bye in the middle of a season, and it is unfair to the Pac-12 who plays nine con- or ten conference games and the Big Ten. The, you, when you play eight conference games and you get two FCS teams and one of them, or at least two non-Power 5 teams, uh, one of them being an FCS team in November, no, you're out. I'm sorry. Unless you go undefeated and win the SEC you are now out. So change your scheduling. Get rid of that stupid bye week in late November when everyone else is beating their heads against the wall in their division schedule on the road. doesn't matter how good or how bad a team is in conference. Those games suck. Uh, late in the year, they are hard to win. And Alabama doesn't play one. It's it's absolute crap that, that they have not managed to. I'll, I, and I'll tell you what else, too. You're right. I, I it completely should be agree, uniform. But you talk, want to talk about overall schedule. Florida State, all right, the QB goes down early, so that's that. But after that, so 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 fine. So Florida State, they get a pass because of that. 
But after that, who did they beat all season long? Nobody. That makes, makes you think that Bam has uh, got to be in there because they're so dandy. That is classic SEC bias. That's what it is. They played Cindy. Mercer on November 18th. They played it the week before they played Auburn. They had Mercer 56 to nothing. You don't even have to play your guys. I mean, it's just it's it's a it's a bye week, and it's it's embarrassing that that that's allowed to continue to happen. Just I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, they play eight conference games. That's crazy. And but, well, the it other, is a 12 I mean, team conference, point. and you're going to play eight conference games. I know Ohio games. State benefited from it just a year ago, but this is I, why are you playing conference title games? Because of money is why you're playing them at this point. But 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 <clears throat> to make a football argument, why would you possibly show up for the for your conference championship if this is the way it goes down? It 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 creates football chaos. Cindy, how say you? Bama. You like you're uh, you're a merit person like like I am mm-hmm. most of the time. And yet, I, I think you're going to vote for Bama here, where I did not. So, there's the first thing I think of is when they like everyone. I, the big thing I've been seeing on Twitter, and obviously Twitter is a proxy for reality, mm-hmm. is that people are saying this is great. We, like last weekend was such a rad weekend because we decided the you know like I don't want more teams in the playoff because last weekend would have been so special. And I actually think to exactly like put an emphasis on money's point, if you had a larger playoff, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't like those Mercer games late in the game. Like you'd have to figure it out a little bit more because you'd have to be a conference winner because there would be some rules in terms of like, okay, the UCFs in the world wouldn't get discounted, discluded. That's not a word, but um, ultimately I think it should be a little bit bigger, the college football playoff so that you can kind of get those UCFs getting in there and you kind of prevent, you push it it back more. I I I do like the four teams though. I like four too. That's the right number because – Nope. You know what I like? I like competitive merit. And if you are the seventh team in the nation, you might be able to make an argument, we deserve that fourth seed more than somebody else. Mm. But you have no real right. claim to the national title. You have, no, you have no claim that if it were voted on or whatever other – you can't make a case we're the best team in the country. If the you're the seventh, thing, you can't, if, you're, if you're seventh, eighth, you're too far back right. there. The I only like, thing I would maybe think about doing because there is so much space between the end of the season and the playoff, right? Is adding a fifth team. Yes, that, that's that, right. There's just one. He's it's, got it's it right. One game. So tennis. So Alabama would have played Ohio State. Yes, and, this year. This year, and almost every year we have one of these, right? Last year it was USC. Yeah, they got off to a slow start, but Sam Darnold wasn't starting, and now he's starting. It's the best team in the land, and they're going to beat Penn State in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if anybody would have beat. You know, then you would have had SC play off against whichever you know team. That's right. Play, they would have played Ohio right, State buddy. last year, and Good that's for you. Yeah, that's that's what you know what. My debate would wait, be wait, I, wait, 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 wait. I would create a wild card, a fifth spot, and then the fourth team would have to play that. It, but, see, 2017 has it murky, though, because Ohio State and Alabama, and then that still doesn't include UCF. But, but you know what, though? You would have had that CF. same argument one space out if you had that wild card. Then it'd be like, oh, well, there's six plays. Like, well, but the, I know, but the, you hear my you hear my point, though. I See, I, I always love, to me, I wish baseball would just go back to the olden days where you have two pennant winners and you play a best of nine. I don't. I, I'm not looking. I'm not talking what's going to engage the biggest uh, swath of fans. What's just going to provide you with the true champion who deserves the title more than anyone else? Let's just start getting into eight. Eight teams. That's not the best. Right. They, they don't. I didn't. I didn't necessarily say the optimal number is eight, but I think it needs to be a little bit bigger because if you have an undefeated team that isn't getting in. 
in UCF is it's not like we're talking about division three, right? Like part of the cool thing about the NCAA tournament is you have the opportunity for, you know, the Wichita state shockers to make it I know. To the final. But I'm with Jay Bill. So, here's on the thing, that. The only thing bubble teams prove in college basketball is that they're, is that they're not that good. Yeah. The, Central Florida. Then have him play another game, and we'll all be like, "Well, that's fun to watch. I'm still going to watch it." I, I know. It. What's instead fun of, to like, watch nonsense, does not necessarily. Equal, but instead of or, nonsense bowl games that are like, do you even do you even know where Northwestern's playing? No, I don't like exactly. those either. Those don't mean anything to me either. The, the, right. I, the, the other reason why five works is because you can just have the five power conference winners. You know, and there you go. You, you know, you have to win the power five in order to. You know, you have to win your conference in order to get in. The reason why you can't have UCF. <laughs> Or any of those, it's because it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work when your schedule is Maine, Memphis, Cincinnati, East Carolina, Austin P, SMU. That is not. I know, but those. I, I know it's. But not, they won't ske- But the Big Five won't schedule those games. No, that. That's I'm just saying the fact that that's your conference. It's that is so much different than, you know, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, or Mississippi State, Ole Miss. It's just the level of competition is so much different. As a side note, Matt Money Smith, uh, Chicago native, listen to how he advocates for that Pac-12, handsome Hank. Mm. Always discounted. It's like you advocating for for American football over uh, your brand of ball or your people's brand of football. Right. Handsome, where do you come down? I know you keep your eye on the I mean, I like the idea. My boy's no traitor. Don't dare you try to slip it in there, Dave. His coat is red and always has been. He still loves West Brom. I know it. (laughs) West Brom. Um, Is that wrong? I don't know what you mean. I mean, I don't don't really care. Um, He's a Mr. Guy. I I like Money's idea of having another game. Like, yeah, that, that's but fine. But what they should do then is, if they're going to do a, a wild card, what, effectively, they should they should schedule it without telling anyone in one of the bowl games that no one would normally watch. So, like suddenly, <laughs> that, suddenly the that's, bell, that's absolutely right. Suddenly that's the right. Bell helicopter bowl right. or the great the Beefo Brady's bowl. Yeah, the great Idaho potato bowl or whatever. Oh, the Kibby Dome. It's, Handsome and I park our cars in the same but garage. Don't That's tell absolutely anyone. right. And then people like flicking through <laughs> channels on December the twenty eighth. <laughs> Whoa! One of these bowl games will what, yield. It's like, the, <laughs> it's like the golden ticket, lucky bowl. I like that. That's uh, fun. Yeah. Now at, at the, the end of the game, to your bowl. Look who's in it. That guy who was that, switching up the field the other yeah. night comes out and he pulls back the logo at right. center field. Uh, and reveal. It's the gold ticket. We've got. We're going. And imagine Run the celebration. I like that. No, I've I I uh, we park our cars in the same garage there, handsome. I've advocated before that you use the existing bowls to provide the pathway. It suddenly would make the blue bonnet bowl which doesn't exist, but it would make uh, the tangerine bowl which also doesn't exist. But anyway, all those bowls it, imagine how to answer Cindy's point, imagine how much more relevant they would be. Everyone would tune into the peach bowl all of a sudden if it was a if it was a a step uh, on the way to the national championship. Peach. All right, let's get to it now. What was the old one at the Silver Dome? The Apple oh, Bowl? The uh, Motor the City Dome. Bowl. Cherry Bowl. It was the oh, Cherry, Cherry Bowl. bowl right? Because it's still the Motor City Bowl. They still do the that. The Motor City Bowl is at Ford Field. Is yeah. Really? The I don't Cherry Bowl. At the Pontiac Cher- Silver Dome, they used Cherries to have the Cherry. are cher- very big in Michigan. They had the Cherries Cherry Bowl. Cherries are a big, big. Cherry there Blossom the- Festival. There was the Tangerine. When I was growing Traverse up, there was the Tangerine. Before all the sponsored bowl games. They named them after fruit. I just was looking. Here's the, I, the cherry I, was kind of new. I found a list of the best bowl name 
bowl game names. So. Weed Whacker was the best. The, yeah, the Pool and Weed Eater Independence Bowl is a good one. Uh, the Beefo Brady's Bowl. Pool love Beefo Brady's. Which this Let's year, go. by the way, is the what Bitcoin is Bowl. Yeah. Oh, oh no. The, really? The Alternate currency. Let's go. The it's up Bundy past 17,000. The Cherry Return Bowl. Um, the Tax Slayer Bowl. The <laughs> Tax Slayer. Hey, I don't like taxes. Let's right, slay them. Slay the hell slay out them. of them. Um, Ourhouse.com Bowl. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. It's a mouthful. <laughs> what? Bad Boy Mowers. All right, handsome. All right. Weird yes, in America. I know that. And uh, we're we're running out of time, and we don't want to uh, miss yes, out on the Red Challenge flag picks. What? Ta- how much more time do we have here? I don't know. We've, I, I've, MVP? I've never known this show to be timed in any way. We have minutes. about 20 minutes then. Plenty of time. Eddie Spaghetti, do you like what's happening so far in here? He's nodding yes. He's, he's not attached. Doesn't even have his headset microphone. on. He's not even paying attention. He's not listening, I don't think. I you know, love, I love college football, so this is really fascinating. <laughs> we Emma, do it for I, you. I, I want to throw him under the bus. She was like, let's hurry this along and get the right challenge. And I was like, this is a great conversation. We can keep the college stuff going. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I can't believe you wow. just threw Emma VP under the bus in wow. that fashion. I'm your biggest fan, Spaghetti. <laughs> spider uh, Spaghetti. I got to come You tell us, Spider. <laughs> I'm... I'm holding on to mine, Spaghetti. I'm holding on to mine. It's still coming. Spaghetti, I wonder if uh, an Emma VP. Notre Dame versus Rutgers in a (laughs) pinstripe bowl. Let me know when you start talking about it. Oh, Spaghetti was very overwrought earlier when he found out that uh, Notre Dame was giving up a home game to play Syracuse. Where are they playing next year? Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. That's upsetting to you. Well, no, it's just it, they're taking away a home game to play a, a tough game away. When, Like when Money was talking about before, they have like Alabama scheduling Mercer the week before Thanksgiving, and then Notre Dame has uh, USC, and they have Florida State, and then the game for Syracuse and Yankee Stadium three weeks well, in a row. Let's not kid ourselves. Notre Dame has softened its uh, schedule considerably over the last decade or so. I disagree. Uh, you could disagree, but that doesn't uh, <laughs> that doesn't make it true. They, they had have the, they had the play s- NC State and Syracuse and teams like that is not what their schedule used to be. NC State they, was ranked. They, had the seven, they still seven, play Army and Navy and all well, that jazz. They have the seventh toughest schedule in NCAA. This they year. used to every year have the number one toughest schedule since, every since, season. That since Stanford has come on, it's a pretty nasty stretch. It's a gauntlet they got to go through at the end of the year when they got to play SC and Stanford, and there's usually Michigan Na- State and Navy's a Navy is a bear man because that's just there's nothing like it and you've got to totally change your practice up for that triple option uh that's it yeah is i know a, it is a tough little the, the back end of their season gets pretty nasty that's the one thing about notre dame where i'll always give them a little bit of credit is that they have maintained you know when you hear about the you know kind of traditional rivalries going away the fact they don't play the civil war anymore in utah is a damn shame but the fact that notre dame has at least held on to what is essentially their downfall you know in so many of these years when they've got to play those three games that i know but they don't play tough. I know, I know what you mean, listen, though. With Michigan, I, Michigan know. State, they used to have that. They bump. would have those, and they had uh, they they uh, and Pitt, they would do Florida, Florida Penn State. State or, yeah, they would play all the independents when there was a right. larger pool of independent teams. They all had to play each other annually, and it was now great. they get that. I think Syracuse, like those, all those Northeast games. Midwest teams would play each other that weren't in the Big Ten. There, let's get to it now. Our Week 14 Red Challenge flag picks. Red Challenge Black Picks! Whoa! 
that was harmonious. I do want to say from last week, one of my favorite things I saw on the Twitter timeline and the visual that I had with it was the person that said, the hell, Hank? You blew me out on the red memory screen. And I, I just wanted to believe that the person had on, like, noise-canceling headphones, and when Hank screamed red challenge, he just grabbed him and threw him off because it was so loud. Let's start with Hanson there. I did there, think then. about that straight away. That's why I, I turned <laughs> yeah, it down. I know it. I was looking right at you. Whoever that person is, I'm sorry. I apologize. And uh, hopefully you're as a Do you? You're going to go first here, Hanson. Yes, but sir. first, it's to Emma VP with her Ooh. weekly TV guide Ooh. style. All right. I wonder what style it's going to be. Of the games, that. Emma VP, tell us what is the style. The style is westerns. I oh, love westerns. Sam Spance music underneath yeah, so got there. Some films music. Tell us about Minnesota and Carolina, won't you? Sure. We have an airing of Gano Country for old men. Ah, uh, out class- of the gate, red hot. Thank you. In a classic tale of good versus also good, an unlikely nomad called Keenum journeys south to conquer his next settlement. Though he must first survive an ambush by modern linebacking pioneer Luke Keekley in the Carolina Seven, <laughs> with all the townsfolk and beyond watching his every move. Lone Wolf, Graham Gano, saddles up for a shot at saving the Panthers' wild, wild card destiny. Oh, terrific. Done. <laughs> done. I like my done favorite thing is uh, the is Luke Keekley in the Carolina Seven. Seven. That really could be yeah, the name that's of a great. Western from uh, nineteen sixty-eight. All right, handsome. Here we go. We start with you. What's your favorite Western ever, Dave? Uh, that's a tough question. Let me think about that. Okay. I don't wanna I don't Sorry, wanna jump into an answer here. Let's Not go. a Western guy. Love Who, me? Yeah. No, I love one. Oh, you are. I'm just trying to think of I, I, Once I, Upon a Time in the West. I mean, there's, right? Isn't that like kind of the go-to for everyone? I, mean, they, I, imagine, I imagine that just as if you ever travel uh, the globe, if you ever travel, travel abroad, it really is even in the 21st century. <laughs> it feels like people think that every American is either a cowboy, cowboy. or a surfer. Yeah. They think that, that that you must be. I, mean, I would my think experience. That's why I came here. Westerns are everything, yes, it's right? True. You look. You guys love American I Westerns, love right? A, a Western I bet. is my favorite thing. Why do you think he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo right, right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, handsome. Tell us about uh, what happens in Charlotte. I'm going to tell you, Charlotte. About, Dave, Vikings, a, Panthers. I'm going to pick a winner, which is my job. I'm going to pick the Vikings to win the game. Bang! I'm taking them. I'm, Whoa, I, that was I've really been. Piling. I've been off Case Keenum and company. Much to the chagrin of Vikings fans, beating me up quite a bit they of keep, late. They actually liked when you pick against them. Now I keep getting people like, "Good, Dave, keep picking." I'm getting against a lot them. of that too. Okay. Listen, well now yeah. I can't You've jump on. I can't jump times. on the bandwagon. You've been wrong all the other times, so you can be wrong this time. Well, well now I feel like I'm almost jinxing them if I do pick the Vikings. Right. I do think Cam Newton. I do like the Vikings. Um, voiced strategy, which is what you heard. When? In, uh, no, about 2011, when, when the emergence of RG3 and, uh, and, and Cam and, uh, and beyond, and Kaepernick was, the teams that were effective in stopping those guys was hit them and hit them hard and hit them early, and it breaks their will from doing it. The Vikings have said already this week that's exactly what they intend to do is treat Cam like a running back. That does seem to have some impact on most of those guys, but not Cam Newton. Cam Newton is the lone survivor of that uh, strategy of offensive football, of having your QB run around quite a bit and using him as a weapon in design run plays. I think Cam at home in a game that they probably really need to have if they want to get into the postseason and still even have a shot at the the division crown. I think uh, Cam gets it done here. My uh, 
my big problem with the Panthers is I, I just don't think they have an, an offensive identity mm. still. Well, you know, I mean, with four weeks just... left in the game, four weeks left in the season, you know, they wanted to be a run-up between the tackles, you know, make sure we protect Cam team. And then that wasn't working, so it's, all right, got to cut Cam loose. And now it's like, wait a minute, we got to pull back on Cam because he's getting banged up a little bit and it's a little too dangerous now. So one thing I know about the Vikings, they have an identity. I mean, they have a defense that will beat you down at all levels. They have a solid offensive line. They've started to run between the tackles with Latavius Murray. Play action is working with those two receivers and a great threat up the middle. I, I just feel like we know exactly what they are, and they faced an offense that was clicking, and everybody was saying, here's the Falcons. You discounted them mm-hmm. too soon and shut them down. I mean, they You're absolutely right. shut them down. Absolutely so, right, but I do think – I'm in on the Vikings. Not unlike the Raiders are using Marshawn Lynch more and more and more, and the Steelers, I expect, are going to unveil uh, more and more James Harrison as the playoffs draw nigh. I think that uh, Ron Rivera and company are going to say, all right, time to fully cut loose Cam. He's our, uh, he's our weapon. Our he's no- going to have to pass Cam. at some point, though. So right. – the problem is, is in this game, so Devin Funches, since they traded away Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches lines up out wide more often, right? That makes sense. Kelvin Benjamin's gone. So when he lines up out wide, he's had this like nasty passer rating, like 125, something crazy, like very, very high. In this game, that's not going to be able to be the outlet that they've been using it as because there's a few people, one named Xavier Rhodes, who's been on the Dave Damashek, friend of the podcast. He's been on the show. This is not- One of our favorites. Remember we ran oh, into him at the Super fun. Bowl? What a delight he was. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. And then you gave him dating advice. I wonder if it worked out. We'll have to follow up with him on that. Sure it did if he used it. <laughs> what was it? The wheel? You told him to get the wheel? <laughs> I don't have time to go into the details but anyways, of the wheel. We gave, yes. him, we gave him. Is that wheel. what you told him to do? Probably. I what think you said be fruitful and multiply. Yes. <laughs> is what you I told them. Hey, it works. That is well. <laughs> if I can pass it. Yeah. Kids. Kids. That's what it's all that's about, Xavier. <laughs> more and more Build kids. a house. <laughs> 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 Cindy, um, go ahead. Finish your point. So <laughs> it was rudely interrupted. No, yes. no, I just feel like when you take away that great option for him on the outside on those wide on those routes where he'd be running on that side of the field, that makes it way more one dimensional. Then you got Eric Kendricks who's going to gobble him up potentially, and that's the linebacker, the Minnesota linebacker. And then you've got like you just got a, a slew of people who could stop him in very many directions. And Matt Kuhl, the tackle, he, Everson Griffin, in my you know, in my estimation, that's going to be a really tough yeah. matchup for Khalil. Like, just a lot of pressure in Cam's face, a lot of pressure when he tries to run, a lot of pressure when he tries to pass. I, I'm not sure how he gets it done. And I'm not saying Cam's not great because he's great, but how's he going to do it? I hear you. I think that the football gods frowned on their decision to move Calvin Benjamin, witness uh, Curtis Samuel quickly going down. Wonder if he would have emerged as the season went along. That's there. one for next year to like put yeah. on your with Christian McCaffrey and yeah. Then they yeah. then they suddenly uh, are restored as a, a dangerous team. But we'll see what happens this week. Now let's move on to uh, a game that probably the Panthers will watch closely. The Seahawks, because if they fall back, it keeps the Panthers alive a little bit. There, Emma VP, tell us about the Hawks. At the Jags. All right, we have an airing of Once Upon a Time in the Westbrook. When Maroon catches wind and notoriously (laughs) shifty character Russell Wilson's escape, the head honcho commissions the Saxonville gang to shut it down before the QB can smuggle the leathery loot across the plain. Afraid that his unlikely yet oddly plausible dream of riding off into the Minneapolis sunset will go off the rails, not-so-big-bad Blake Bortles uses Westbrook and Lee as decoys to distract Legion of Boom, giving him open range to make a run for it. I, I do believe, MVP, and I know I say this on occasion, 
but I do believe that's the best one you've ever. The best one I, ever, I, money. I do believe that is Thanks, the. Money. Can we can we pull that? Can you put that back up on the screen? Is there any yeah. way to flash that again? There's a couple things I want to highlight here because this is a brilliant bit of writing. Uh, first of all, as you just asked, and I, well, you asked Shaq, and I just inserted myself because I have that sense of self-importance, and I said, "Once upon a time in the West is the greatest Western ever." So she uses that in the title, right? Acknowledging a Western that is sometimes overlooked because it's been a while, right? The Saxonville Gang. I mean, mm. just brilliant. It yeah. sounds like a gang. The Saxonville like gang. gang, right? right? If it was the Jacksonville Gang, it wouldn't have worked. Right. But the leathery loot across the plain. There's a gold, <laughs> you know? There's a there's a safe haven. And if we can just get, oh, we, we, we had the heist of the century, and all we have to do is cross this point, and we've made it. And that's where they're always foiled at the end of the Western. This is going to upset. That's, See, like, money always. He's usually the one who attacks you, Emma VP, and I have to right. defend you. But uh, uh, plane, plane is spelled wrong there. It's P-L-A-I-N, not plane like an airplane. I, I'm just I'm uh, saying. I it's just a, was it's ca- a pun. You're crossing the, the the football, the end zone. Yeah, it's a, it's the plane. It's you you got to gotta break the plane. The plane of the but, goal. Th- but thanks. But the football. Oh, <laughs> is, yeah. I was wondering where you were going with that. Emma, would you turn Dave's mic off for the next <clears> five minutes? It's it's a a, a I mean, I do deserve that. You. <laughs> You, you know what is it's it's, it's I who yeah. feel shame. <laughs> but you know what? You should be ashamed too, MVP. You don't do that in front of people like that. <laughs> talk to me after the fact. You don't do you don't humiliate me in that fact. <laughs> All right, let's get to let's move forward. When I'm humiliating Emma, you, don't humiliate me. Emma and spaghetti, please cut that uh, last uh, forty five seconds of the show. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get to it then. The fact that she didn't jump on you. Right. That she didn't like. Yeah, that's her way. Like a though. smile. Right. She like a smile didn't even creep across her face. She no, just went. She's so it's biting. A, it's a pun, and it's <laughs> her deadpan. Her deadpan stingers uh, that she throws back at me sometimes. That they they cut to the core, mm. but I admire them as well. What was the one you gave me the other day? Oh no, that was uh, I I I zinged her. I thought, and but you know, I mean before. I had even put the period on my what I thought was a strong little dig. She's like, oh, that's a good one. It just <laughs> humiliated me. Made me feel small. I don't care that's for that. That's my specialty. Don't make me feel small. All right, let's go, Matt Money Smith. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Jacksonville Jaguars. Cheers. I'm going to get rid of the bullets here. I'm taking the Seahawks. Oh, huh? Bang! Oh, yeah, come on. I know. I don't want to. Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> I threw it at your six-pack money. Right to the gut. Could, uh... All right, handsome. Explain yourself. Why are you going against the picker? Why'd you throw the flag? I threw the threw flag. Threw it. Dave. He zinged that I zinged, flag. I, I, yeah. I, I hosed the flag at money because. Oh, you had the better gut, arm. It's a gut shot. Who? Who? Which one hurt more? Oh, Hank threw it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, he really threw it. Right between the numbers he- as well. Um, here's why. <laughs> if I, the numbers were on my belly, yes, right between the numbers. Tell me right here. Are you done? <laughs> well, no, because if you get someone with a gut shot, it's a torturous two right. hours, but you are guaranteed you death. The That's the sad part the about it. We all learned that in talk. Reservoir, Doug. Right? Right. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah, yeah. We're, re- we're ready for we're ready you. Ready I, I think that this, t- this is a big test for Blake Bortles, and you made a joke about putting Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl. This is the kind of playoff. You know, if, if, if the Jags are to win a playoff game, this is the type of atmosphere that he has to be able to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I think that obviously we're, they're going up against a depleted Seahawks defense. I think they're really going to lean on Leonard Fournette, who's, who ha- has had less of a workload over the last couple of weeks. They've, they've sort of taken a little bit of the pressure off him. I think they'll really lean on him. 
and I think that Bortles will be able to do enough, but it's going to be one of those games that Doug Marone predicted at the start of the season where he said, I want to run it on every single play. Mm-hmm. I think it it will literally be... Uh, well, not literally, but it's gonna be it's gonna be very close to to that. Well, I it, it's we've talked about the fact that they keep winning ugly, and that is the way they win games. Now, it's not a fluke that they yeah. keep. Oh, oh, the but without that fake punt, would they have won? Yeah. Well, that's how they keep winning that's games. How they're doing, it. and now they're on the precipice of uh, stealing a division. Um, I think what's fascinating, we talked to Maurice Jones Drew about it uh, earlier in the week uh, as well, is that this is a pass-the-torch game. The air is best defense for the last at least, what, half decade or so. The Seahawks right. have been that. And similarly, the Jags just seem to have no – a big division between pro football players and regular human beings, pro athletes versus human being, or regular human beings, is that they have a confidence that – and the Jags' defense is even more than that. They have yeah. no awareness at all, apparently, that they don't belong. They think – well, the, the premise for of them course. is not where, where's the Jags' organization been for the last 20 – they're not carrying that baggage right. around. They don't no. care what, what was going on 15 years ago. They're just like, well, we're, we're the most talented group. You're not going to beat us. And they believe it. It's not a consideration. It's not a chip on the shoulder. It's a statement of fact. I think they prove it. And by the way, they stopped Russell Wilson this time. All of a sudden, the MVP race, for what that's worth, is uh, up in the air. Cindy, any thoughts on this one? I think that when you look at this defense and how – how much they're at, the Seahawks are asking Russell Wilson to do, and then you look at this defense, I just don't see enough different options for the Seattle Seahawks uh, offense right. to target. I mean, A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey, something like a sub-45 passer rating. It's that's, crazy. That's like pretty much the same as throwing the ball into the ground. You get a 39.6 passer rating for doing that to reflect that it is often more favorable to throw the ball away than to lose yards. So you do get a positive passer rating in that case. The other thing that troubles me about this one is the slot receiver yard so the Seahawks lead the league in yards earned out of this from slot receivers and this the Jaguars are most stingy to slot receivers so it's a hidden yard thing I, I don't whatever I don't like that term but it's a hidden hidden yard thing because they don't un, end up in touchdowns very often I think of the three touchdowns out of the slot for the whole season but it's where they've gained like a thousand yards on the season so that's going to be something that they take away and that to me is like real risky like what where are you going to go what are your options? Here's why you're all right. It's, it's smoke and mirrors to me because Russell Wilson just keeps manufacturing wins on this. Here's on this yeah, why. No, he's, he's incredible. Even but though when you ask someone to make 97 points, body, touchdown rate. If, even though my body is battered and I am injured, legitimately injured thanks to Hank throwing that little <laughs> card there, here's, here's why you're wrong. Um, one, in order for the defense that the Seahawks run, yes, it is ravaged by injury, but you still have a dominant player at each level. You still have Michael Bennett. You still have Bobby Wagner. You still have Earl Thomas. So the defense is still intact. Yeah. You know, the foundation of it is still there. Um, it's the same defense that Gus Bradley runs with the Chargers. The worst offensive performance of the year by the Jags was against the Chargers. I mean, Leonard Fournette was streaking. He had a touchdown in every game he had played against the Chargers. He averaged under two yards per carry and 37 yards because they run blitzed and they played corner straight up, and Blake Bortles was a nightmare. He was a complete mess. Seahawks' defense is better than the Chargers' defense. Not right now because they're not as healthy, but they know what they're doing. At that point, the Chargers were still trying to figure out you know, what Gus wanted of them, and, and players were kind of sorting out their roles and where they were supposed to be. Um, and, and I think any time you can force the Jags to be one-dimensional, and by the way, Fournette is not only not as good because they're backing off, 
it's because he's got that high ankle sprain. And and this was what we've talked about at the start of the year when you're looking down and you're like, my God, the guy had 36 touches in this game. That is mm-hmm. not going to hold up. It didn't hold up. And he is starting to feel the effects of overuse. I think at the start of the season, his season should have been over from college four games ago or two games ago. You know, it's mm-hmm. already – so that's, that's, I think, all starting to add up for the Jags. I just think this is a bad matchup for them defensively. And they're going to add the one the one wrinkle I'll say is Didi Westbrook is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a really good receiver and adding him to the mix with Marquise Lee will help them, but I just kind of look what the Chargers were able to do against this team. Chargers should have won that game. The win probability for them had to be over 95% after each of those interceptions. They have a fumble, they have a stupid play after a pickoff that, you know, Trey Boston runs out of bounds instead of letting the clock run a little bit and getting better yardage. Um, and I just think it looks the same way. I think it'll look very similar to that game. That's a great call. And the Chargers should have won that game. I'm interested in that. You know, also, it's you know, like Handsome says, it, it probably will have uh, an approximate playoff vibe to it. For what it's worth going forward, I think the Jags are one of those teams better off going on the road. I think that, that, uh, that, that us-against-the-world mentality, which they don't need. I say they don't have a chip on their shoulder. I just think they don't need – Blake Bortles doesn't need the home crowd – looking to see if if uh, he doesn't make a mistake. Just let that defense roll oh, in there in and silence anyways. a stadium. Fine. They're in a pool anyway. Just fine. let them shut that. Yeah, I know. But, but let that defense hold their mother. When he drops back, right. he can. Uh, Versus when you can go in and just break the spirit of the home crowd like that. It, it, it really uh, – <clears> when you realize – Hey, we have 42 minutes. We have 37 minutes left in the season. We have 22 minutes left in the season. You can feel the air coming out of the home building when the when the other team is uh, defense is smothering you. Okay, next up, a big one here in Los Angeles. A major football game all of a sudden being played in Los Angeles County. It's the Eagles. It's the Rams. Tell us more, Emma VP. Sure, we have an airing of the woods, the bad, and the ugly. Two former allies, the young gunslinger Carson and Jared, the comeback kid, wrangle their men for a good old-fashioned NFC showdown to determine who really is the new sheriff in town, Goff or Wentz. Wanted Pennsylvania city slicker Malcolm Jenkins makes a name for himself on the western frontier, swiping Robert Wood's dang-near priceless six-point possession and all-out robbery in broad daylight. (laughs) Dang-near. Very nice, uh, Emma VP. All right, here we go, Cindy. Eagles! The Rams. And by the way, while we're doing that, Emma VP, can you put up the uh, the great uh, artwork by Dennis Padua? He does it every week. And, uh, Eagles and Rams. This Ooh. is a juicy one. Who would win that literal battle, an eagle or this a ram? The same last week. An we eagle. did the same thing. Yeah, we did. It well, was kind exactly of. Exactly the same thing. No, it wasn't. It was a uh, falcon against. Uh, a viking. A viking. No, we did a ram with a seahawk two weeks ago then. Well, listen, this is a different uh, thing entirely. Well, it's, the it's, same, a beautiful it's the picture. same argument. It's a beautiful picture. Right. I'm not arguing. We don't need to argue that. Get to it then. Cindy Freeland. Eagles, Rams, choose. Please don't hit me in my face with the flag. I'm choosing the Eagles. Okay. I am going to sure. take the Eagles as well. Okay. Glad. I just didn't want to get hit in the face. In a tight one. Anyone want to advocate one. here? Money. You jump in. Uh, it's it's tight. I, it, it can go either way. I, I just I think that run defense of the Eagles uh, will make it. You know, kind of going back to our Blake Bortles conversation. You know, I I, I do believe it could render the Rams' offense one-dimensional as good a play caller as as Sean McVay has been. 
I don't know if I want to trust Jared Goff. I just I, right. I feel bad for not believing because he's been a great quarterback all season long. I mean, last week he did it with Cooper Cup and rookie Josh Reynolds, you know, and it's for whatever reason, I just I, I got the feeling they stayed on the West Coast. The time difference isn't going to affect them much. Um, and the Eagles team defensively, their ability to shut down the run, I, I think, is the difference in, in this one. I I want to buy Jared Goff because, man, it's such a great story that someone could look so bad one year, and we think he's already out of football. The former, you know, a number one overall pick and the bounty they gave up to get him. And instead, he's, you know, now being talked about as a franchise savior and making L.A. relevant for football again. But this one just to me doesn't match up well for them. I hear you, and I'm with you 100%, believe it or not, Money, that that is the reason that it will happen. They will take away Gurley largely – Force it into Jared Goff, and if that means then you can unleash the hounds of that, uh, unleash that pass rush, I think uh, that's a bad formula or a good formula for success if you're the Eagles. Cindy, any thoughts? For me, this one comes down to the the third down situations for both of these teams. The Rams have got to get off the field on third down, which means stopping the run. Now, there's different ways to contextualize if they're good or bad against the run, but really it's how many times are our teams able to stay on the field against them. And you got to look at teams that are kind of like more like Philadelphia with multiple different looks. So all three levels. I mean, Zacherts hasn't been practicing to my knowledge as of the time that we're recording this, but you've got, multiple you've got three running backs maybe four running backs depending on how you look at it you've got four pass catchers that legitimately get used often Zacherts may or not may or may not play but you've got all three levels accounted for in this case so it's really going to come down to I mean Wentz number one in touchdowns against pressure number one in touchdowns against the blitz like how are you going to stop him on that second level of your defense with a with the Rams secondary it's it seems like a, a tall task in this one and then if you flip it to the other side Jared Goff had a lot of troubles against the designed pressures that Minnesota brought against them so for me Philadelphia Philadelphia's defense looks a lot more like Minnesota's defense, and that's really the difference maker in this game. I think it'll be the ability for Jared Goff to get off those clean passes, be able to connect with his receivers. I mean, Brandon Graham's nasty. They're, they're nasty on all sides of their Fascinating. The I, I'm with you. Fascinating structure at uh, on the other side of Week 14 to the NFC playoff picture, too. I mean, the the, the different ways we can, uh, we can put it together. What if the Vikings do lose in Carolina? Whoever wins this one is Going to have a pat. Well, yeah. Is is well, they own the tiebreaker against the Rams, so there's the because they beat them head to head, right? So they would have to lose another one. But hey, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, don't they play the Vikings still? They still play the Vikings, and they still play the Panthers. So there's that. If and they how funny would that be? I I mean, Rodgers comes back and wrecks the Panthers, wrecks the Vikings, and then gets paid thirty two million dollars. By the way, it certainly seems like he could be playing right now. They wouldn't have IR'd him. All right, let's bring it on home here. Uh, Emma VP, where'd you go? Oh, no, it's Eddie Spaghetti. What? Eddie can't read. You know what? All right, you know what? I'll pull the the curtain back. Fine. Emma VP shamed me, so I showed her the door. Now, Eddie Spaghetti, you're the new Emma VP. Now we all know what it's like to work for Sheck. Did you write something for this game here? Tell us uh, more, Eddie Spaghetti, about the greatest rivalry in pro football, at least here in the 21st century. I'm speaking of... The Pittsburgh Steelers, named after the men and women who forged the steel that was used to defeat the Nazi scourge in WW2. I think this is where he just reads. Versus the Baltimore Ravens, named after a poem written by a man who was born in Boston, 
toiled mostly in New York City, moved to Baltimore, got drunk, and died. Tell us more. Huh? <laughs> All right, MVP actually not to screw this one up. So we have an airing of Bell or High Now, water. wait a second. Spaghetti, you wrote this? You've got to sell it. Correct, yes. You wrote this? Yes. Okay, good. <clears throat> Top Guns of the North, Big Ben and his Steelers are challenged to a duel at the meeting of the Three Rivers by Flacco and his brawling Baltimore boys. As everybody and their mama knows, this division ain't big enough for the two of them. <laughs> with partners in crime, Antonio and Martavis getting tied up with some DBs in distress, a hotly pursued Bell is able to play the hero, galloping across the landscape towards black and gold victory, while leaving old Mr. Suggs in the dust. <laughs> As someone who wrote it, it does sound like the very first time he'd ever seen that. <laughs> Emma VP, just for the record, because I don't want to get any of the notes. She had to go somewhere. It was not Dave's. Uh, Do you know where? She had a meeting to go to, yeah. Okay. To HR. And be reminded. Let's talk about Dave. Don't talk that way to Mr. Damashek, please. That's He's always right. <laughs> Never wrong. Always right. All right, handsome. Here we go. Purple versus black and gold. Cheers. Dave, don't you think it would be cool if Chris Boswell adopted, really embraced the name The Boz and, mm-hmm. and recreated everything that the original Boz did? Like Oakley, Blades, Oakley Blades, steps the on the side of the, the head. Color in the head. Color in the I like head. it. Like, I would do it if I were him. He's in. He's hot right now, and he's going to be hot again hot. this week. Hot. He's when hot. He kicks another game-winning field goal four weeks in a row, the Steelers win. All right. I, I am really tempted to take... The Ravens in here. I mean, what a rugged slate. At Cincy, Baltimore hard charging, and then the Patriots. This is the one right in the middle there. Don't Money. look ahead. You're te- you're not throwing it either. You're going Pittsburgh Steelers, Cindy Freeman. Look at the screen. All right. I just am ask- I'm just confirming yep. with you because I don't Double like confirm. everybody taking the Steelers here. Money, tell us your thoughts. Uh, Lev Bell is, I mean, just watch the guy. Watch Antonio Brown. I mean, you have no Jimmy Smith. Uh, I, I thought the Ravens were going to lose. The how how significant do you count that for the as good as the Ravens' defense has been? And it has been di- – in a year of defense, I feel like – is that fair to say, by the way, the 2017 – the breakout really is the return of dominant defense in uh, yeah. in the NFL. A yeah. lot of these it teams that are like relevant. It. Yeah, Eagles, Ravens Vikings, quietly... Ravens. Ravens offense has been terrible right. for the most part. Now it's you know, Jags, Alex Collins has Chargers, kind of added a little something yet. Steelers to some degree. Yep. It's uh yeah, it's 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 a year of defense and now we obviously don't know what the Steelers defense is going to look like for a whole game without Ryan Shazier. He's a heck of a player. So oh. that's going to be uh, a big loss, but I just I don't have any faith in that Baltimore offense. I just can't, even though it put up points uh, against the Lions, and again they seem to have found sort of that identity with Alex Collins hammering away and some play action. Flacco's not really pushing the ball down the field much. I don't know. Not pushing it down the much. He has 14 games without a deep pa- a deep completion. There you go, Cynthia helping me out right there. He is there. pushing the so, ball down the field. It just lands. It just yes, yards it lands away from the person well from beyond Florida. his receiver. So I I'm. <laughs> I think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs based on their remaining schedule. I don't think they're a very good team. You know, that's that. I think whoever draws the Ravens in the first round of uh, the wild card is probably going to have their way with them. Uh, if they, and I think you'll see that. I think when they, you know, they're fine working against other teams that are at the same level because their defense is so good. But once you get matched up against the Pitts and the page and the Patriots and and you know those type of offenses, I don't think they can keep up. Well, I, I you know. Uh, Shazier, uh, to, it's hard to fathom 
that defense long term without uh, without fifty. Let me to tell you my little stat on Shazier. He's so I mean, just such an X factor. He is because we've talked about this that in the twenty first century you need difference making defensive players, not sturdy. You, uh, you need those guys who make play or game changing plays. Just spring. Shazier with that, with that, the speed to make those drops the way he could um, is, is a major loss, and uh, yes. and, and not to mention five linebacker in this league, and one of the I think ways- he's a defensive player of the year candidate, as a matter of fact. So I, I mean, I, I, but then Jimmy Smith, obviously a major absence for uh, for the Ravens. Anyway, go ahead. Sid. So Jimmy Smith's going to allow us to see what rookie Marlon Humphrey really looks like. That's going to be the interesting part on that side of the ball. But if you look at Shazier, if you look over from week six to, to thirteen, so. Until now, starting kind of, you know, after week five, once you got the Lev Bell back in the mix, everything's sort of becoming what we've seen now. The The Steelers held teams to 62.2 total rushing yards per game over that time period. And Shazier's tackles and batted down ball. So let's just look at him in the run game. His tackles were pretty much the reason for that. You weren't getting past Shazier in the run game. And further, if you look at him in coverage, people, he was batting down balls. He was having this big impact. And your corners for the Steelers, that's where you're pretty vulnerable. So that's going to be the – it's going to be interesting to see what the defense looks like with him out of it because it's very – I can't even – Well, they, it's funny because they did at halftime, and it uh, appeared to work at least for one half of football, that uh, they they swapped out Sensaba and started to roll with the uh, the kid out of Tennessee, Cam Sutton, right. a talented guy at least. Um, you know how uh, you know how much he can be duped uh, for his naive uh, his football naivete. It's- I don't know, but yeah, let, I, I think that's a good. And it sounds like Joe Hayden's on his way back at some point yeah. soon. Um, I, I I don't. Know. I'll take the Steelers at home. Who knows? Joe Flacco. He really is the the T one thousand, not the T eight hundred. He's the T one thousand in Heinz Field. I don't know why, but. No matter how many uh, – the Steelers can freeze him and break him, and then he reforms immediately. No matter how many – he can throw five picks in a row, but when the game's tight in the last drive, Flacco's out there firing away like nothing ever happened wrong to him, you know? He's, he always scares me, but I'll say this. Classy stuff by the Ravens all week long, you know, with yeah, the, yeah. the nice stuff and the oh, prayers yeah. for Shazier. Yeah. Um, like you always want to play – you always want to play your opponent at their best. Like beating the Patriots out sure. Brady, like doesn't mean as much, right? Like you always want – you Absolutely. Want, when you, Jimmy Smith yeah. went down, that was my first thought. Like, I don't want that. I don't want yeah, to play the Ravens if Jimmy like, Smith's oh, out. I right. want it to be like everything. Handsome, your thoughts. I agree with you. <laughs> my thoughts on that specifically. Well, you know, I'll tell you, Alex Collins, I don't know, no shazier like in there. Collins. That's going to be. I think Alex Collins is fully playable yeah. in fantasy more for volume than any other reason. Not Steelers look terrible against the runs. Those are really bad shot you just did. Yeah, Really bad. It went it, right off the rim. It, it didn't go. Up. You're like. You're it like just stoinked the bat. It just it stoinked the rim of the garbage can. That's not a good can I, can shot. Can I get one? Watch, watch how good my you Make shot. your own. Yeah. All right. Make your own. Dave. Let's see it. Bang. One. How bang. about that, sister? One. I just bang. Okay, one. one. Bang. My eyes closed. It's going in. Wow, that was very close, Hank. <laughs> and again. We don't have basketball over. There you go. Not, you Dave, know, I want to ask you a question before we go. You may. Um, I want to know how you feel. <laughs> I would like to know. Oh. So we talked about our quarterback last time we were on this pod all together. We talked about oh, yeah. your quarterback number. I'm giving you a chance right now. Because Eli is staying. I, I'm giving you – because Eli Oh, uh, why would you do this? we got to wrap this thing. This is not – I know. we got to leave. Uh, this, I know, do I this. We'll know. do this next week. This Cannot, is the finger. Yeah. This is 
This is this a, is the uh, most crooked one, so I should. Uh, take I, that one. I, which, this which is the finger, finger that's up for grabs. No, this. <laughs> you know, no, this is my impression of handsome Hank's hand uh, come spring, fingerless, because he's going to lose them all. I do Fourth like down. that. My, I do like that. My prediction is ten. Uh, quarterbacks will or ten teams will change their quarterbacks before 2018 because it's ten digits and it's a finger bet. And if we get the ten, I keep all ten. If not, handsome and uh, money start losing the fingers. Yeah, when we I don't get to ten, you start losing your fingers. Start losing your fingers. Do I get to pick which finger you get to lose? No, with it. We're, oh, look who's John. You're in on the finger bet. Yeah, now. You got to get on the oh, bet. Yeah. You got to pick a oh, side. Yeah. Which side are you on? Under. You're going under ten. Oof. I'm with we'll, money. We'll revisit. Uh, we'll logic. revisit that as the as. Uh, it draws ever closer here, but uh, right now, another great show. Dandy show. Dandy, dandy. stuff. Just a dandy. Um, Matt Money Smith, listen to him calling the Chargers. Watch uh, Cindy on, uh, on every Monday morning. Shek Chic. My Shek Chic outfit. Thursday night. And homage oh, yeah. to Shek. Very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Handsome Hank. Canadian probably be in Mexico Canadian City or London spreading the good word about Canada. pro football. I am going to Canada. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.